Hey guys, this is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play today. You know, it's been a while since I've done one of these solo podcasts, and I was thinking to myself at work today, you know, it's time for me to do one. I haven't done one in a very long time. And so I was thinking about you guys, and... I wanted to talk to you today about my current state of mind and some things that I've been pondering on over the past several weeks that I would like to share with you. So my podcast title for today is Thoughts on Conscious Parenting, The Truth About Fear and Looking Out from Within. I am in my husband's office today. I got off of work, quickly uh, dropped my son off at practice. My husband will be picking him up, and I'm here with my daughter. And I told her, Mom is going to record a podcast, so do not disturb. So here I am. I'm so happy that God allowed me to uh, even be here this today to have this moment to share with you. And um, let's dive in, shall we? So, like I said, I want to talk to you today about my current state of mind and some things that I've been pondering on over the past several weeks that I would like to share with you. And as some of you may or may not know, I am very intentional on living a life of constant growth, self-care, and enlightening. I embarked on this journey of self-discovery in 2017 after coming from a wedding slash vacation in Jamaica, and I haven't looked back ever since. This journey was, and sometimes is still not an easy one, as it requires me to kill my ego, pride, the childhood upbringing and beliefs, what culture taught me, all the things that helped to shape me as a woman, as a human being, Well, I don't want to bore you with my opening statement, so I'll get straight to the point. Uh, These past few weeks in 2021 has helped me to unpack another layer of me that I had not yet discovered. I guess I always knew it was there, but I could not put a name or a face to it. And while while at work this week, I was at my desk thinking of my 13-year-old son. Yes, I said 13-year-old son. Boy, have I been struggling with this right here. Have I been struggling? Yes, I have. He is my firstborn, my introduction to motherhood. Some folks say we look alike, yada, yada. Why was I thinking about my son? You know what? I'm glad you asked that question. I was thinking about him not because he is ill, thank God. Not because something's wrong with him, thank God again. No, he was in my thoughts because I I am in constant pursuit of coming up with a way to enhance and grow our mother-son relationship. I find that the relationship with my daughter is far more easier 
because we are both girls. So now I'm not biased. I'm just giving you an observation. It's just my observation rather. You see, my son has my smile. He challenges me when I order him to do something. Notice I said ordered, not suggest or request. After all, he is a 13 year old boy. So sometimes he just starts laughing for no reason, y'all. I'm talking about uncontrollably. At first it's funny, but after 15 minutes of it, I want to knock him out. And so I start telling him to be quiet or shut the hell up. Depends on what kind of day I'm having, honestly. Then there are times where he is playing video games, be it on his phone or his laptop. And he screams loudly because he, he lost or is simply frustrated that his opponent is trying to kill him in this game. One last example is he loves to annoy the crap out of his sister. Excuse me. She's eight. She stands tall at four foot 11, almost five foot. And he's five foot 11, almost six. Yes, I know at 13. Yes, I know at eight. And so I feel like, you know, they have a little height thing going on there. So they probably feel like they're equal to each other in some ways. But he bothers her only because he wants her attention or does not know how to convey to her that he loves her and wants to play with her. So when I hear her scream, stop it, Calvin, like three times in a row, I get really irritated, you guys. Sometimes she means it. Other times she's trying to get my attention while I'm cooking. So she says it a little bit louder or she does it while I'm doing some chores around the house. Now, I've learned how to decipher the tones, but before I would just react, react. I don't ask any questions. I don't ask any questions from both party about who did what. I just get frustrated and automatically blame him, the big brother, because you should know better, right? You should know better. But this week, today, not today, but this week, this month, this year, I've decided that all of that is going to change. I'm no longer taking my daughter's side because she's the youngest. Uh, I'm no longer constantly yelling at my son for being happy and laughing. No longer trying to be the control freak all the freaking time. It's exhausting. Controlling or trying to control the people is exhausting especially little kids. So back to work. So while I was at my desk today, right, I decided to go, well, not my not today, but while I was at my desk this week, I decided to go on YouTube, YouTube on my downtime and the name Dr. Shafali popped up in my head. I mean, I've seen and heard this name before while browsing online at Oprah.com uh, or Oprah has endorsed her as one of the best parenting experts she's ever heard. Um, or I'm looking for motivational parenting videos on YouTube is how I find her. Anywho, I typed her name in, right? And started listening to her TED Talks and interviews while working. All I can say is, wow, wow, wow. She has some really good valid points. I mean, some of the things I agree with, others I'm like, eh, no, I don't. I just take what I need and leave the rest on the, t on the plate. But she said something that resonated with me in regards to my parenting style. 
Why did I find it difficult to parent my son, daughter, or children? Here it is. She said this, and I quote, when you parent, it's crucial you realize you aren't raising a quote unquote mini me, but a spirit throbbing with its own signature. For this reason, it's important to separate who you are from whom each of your children is. Children aren't ours to possess or own in any way. When we know this in the depths of our soul, we tailor our raising of them to their needs rather than molding them to fit our needs. I'll say that again. And I quote, when you parent, it's crucial you realize you aren't raising a mini me, quotes around mini me, but a spirit throbbing with its own signature. For this reason, it is important to separate who you are from whom each of your children is. Children aren't ours to possess or own in any way. When we know this in the depths of our soul, we tailor our raising of them to their needs rather than molding them to fit our needs. In my notes, I underlined spirit throbbing with its own signature. Because a spirit cannot be controlled, right? It is an eternal being. I do believe we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. My anxiousness, fear, demands, and the need for power over my son, my children, came actually from the notion that they must be controlled. I'm not saying that children do not need guidance, but my need to control every single thing was the foundation for my anxiety, especially when my husband would leave me alone with them. Now, I'm not saying I'm afraid of my children or, oh my God, he left me alone with them. No, I just know that. And I noticed that when my husband was around, their demeanor changed. They were quiet and abiding. I'm like, who are these children? You guys do not act like this with me. So why are you being so quiet for your dad, right? Maybe because he's an introvert. And I'm an extrovert. But either way, when I left alone with me, I felt like they pushed me to my edge. Not the edge, my edge. It's a difference. I must say, though, they have dubbed me the fun parent. Now, as I sit with this thought, now that I'm saying it out loud, it wasn't that I was being pushed anywhere, really. It was my need to control what I thought was happening in their little minds. My need to get approval and respect came from my own father's authoritarian style of parenting. What is authoritarian style of parenting, you say? Well, according to verywellmind.com, is defined as having very high expectations of their children, yet provide very little in the way of feedback and nurturing. Mistakes tend to be punish harshly, end quote. In other words, my father always had to have the last word. His way was the right way. His way was truth and final. And on top of that, he was Haitian, y'all. That's a whole nother podcast on growing up Haitian. We're not even going to go there. But I saw that I brought that same style of parenting to my household because that was all I knew. 
And I do think if my parents knew better, they would have done better. My mother was not authoritarian. It was more so my father. But he was more so the disciplinarian in our household. So I think most of my authoritative need for control was mimicked after what I saw in him. Well, now that I have access to all this information that my parents did not have, right, or did not know, why not do something with it? So after some thinking, I realized my son is not a threat to me or my parenting style. I had to search deep within and realize God sent him to me because God believed that I was the right person for the job. And he figured my son could definitely, definitely teach me some things about myself as well. He was sent to give me an ego check. So my son came from me, but he is not me, right? That's the truth I had to come in terms with. Our children are not ours to control. They are sent to us from guidance, love, for guidance, love, and affection, and correction in love to help manifest the greatness they possess within. But instead, we, as parents, stifle them with our own definition of love, right? Our own insecurities and shortcomings robbing them of the chance to be their true, authentic self. I know I am guilty of all of the above. Looking back, it appears that fear played a major, major role in my thinking. I've learned throughout the years that fear is not real. It is self-imposed. Now, don't get me wrong. Danger, danger is very real. Fear, however, is not. It's where we feed and tell ourselves, right? This story we make up in our head of the what ifs, could ifs, right? Culture has also imposed upon me the need to show on the outside that I was a good parent, right? By posting up their grades and certificates and awards or achievements for likes and admirations from people I don't even know and those I do know to make sure that my kid always looked pristine, pressed, and polished. And this I did and more. Right? And culture also, while thinking about it, makes parenting to be some sort of daunting task where all of your focus on the kid and you shouldn't have any me time and you shouldn't want to be alone. It should be all about the kid 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which I do not agree with. Because if I, as a parent, am not fulfilled in doing what I believe makes me happy, what kind of person will I be to them when I'm at my wit's end? Because I think as a good parent, you thrive better when you are more fulfilled, right? When you are doing the things that you believe are your purpose, like such as recording this podcast here. I believe that's part of my purpose is to um, help relay information that I have learned in terms that it might help somebody else. What good is it for me to learn all this stuff and keep it to myself? How am I helping somebody? I'm not not by I'm not helping anyone by keeping it to myself. So, and I believe when I share my struggles that I am not alone in that because I'm not the first person that has lived and died and has struggled with a 13-year-old and understanding them and they understanding me. 
So this is not all new. There's nothing new under the sun. What defines our experiences, what separates us from the experts, quote unquote, from the coaches, from the uh, gurus, from the speakers, the motivational people that we see on TV or those that we deem as great, what separates us from them is their experiences. Each experience, I believe, is customized. That's what makes it different. That's why one person resonates with somebody and another person resonates with somebody else because of the experience, the authenticity, the realness, the rawness in that experience. One can say, hmm, I've been there. I understand. And that's what you take when you admire someone, when you look at someone as a mentor, when you think that someone is has made it. You're admiring their, their story, their experience. Their grit is what you are admiring. And so that's what separates everyone from everybody else is that customized experience, I think. But anywho, I don't know how I got there. I went over to the left. Um, nevertheless, what I was really longing for or what I really long for is for my kids to remember me as a mother who cared, who laughed and joked with them, a mother who bared her truth for them to see that she was not a perfect human being. A mother who disciplined by challenging their thinking, not taking up a belt and throwing things at them for being wrong, right? A mother who guided them down the path of less chosen, who showed them that it's okay to fall and get back up. A mother who made sure they knew who they were and are before the world takes a jab at them and tries to make them forget. I wanna be a mother who taught them that above all else, God is everything. Oh yes, he is, he is everything. My quest to become more of a conscience parent, a forward-thinking parent, not an emotionally unstable one. My children are given to me and my husband by God to be loved honored and respect. How can they give us all of those things if I impose so much restriction on them, right? In order to teach them well, in order to teach well, one must be also willing to sit still and learn what it is you don't know. But first you have to clearly admit that you do not know. Does this mean they get to do whatever they want? Of course not. It does mean I will give them the freedom to be all God wants them to be and guide them along the way in agape love, love with no condition, no judgment. It doesn't mean from time to time I won't get mad or disappointed by their actions. I certainly will, as they will with me. We are still all mortals on this side of the planet. The difference now is that I will not let my emotions be controlled by fear. I will instead seek to gain a better understanding of the quote-unquote why behind the action. Not be so judgmental or anxious or make up these fictitious stories in my head of what I think is happening in his little mind, right? It takes a grown woman, it takes a grown man and a forward-thinking adult to say, today... 
I am choosing to look from within. Questions I had to ponder on were, where does my need for control stem from? Probably from lack. Lack of what you say, lack of attention. Lack of fulfillment or joy in that present moment. Whatever the case may be. But what I think I do know is that my children are not the cause of any of that. What kind of validation am I really seeking from an eight or 13 year old? I mean, let's be real. Where does mercy for me begin and theirs end? That is when I sit in stillness. I breathe and go within, dive deep into my soul and dig up the answers that I am afraid to answer. Then and only then will I find the peace that the Bible talks about that surpasses all understanding. Because now I realize this journey of parenthood is not for me to control. It is for me to learn, to love, to cry, and to rejoice in the truth of knowing that this will be one of the most intimate, spiritual, and ethereal relationships we will experience as parent and child. It needs to be held in high regards and kept sacred. So I hope you will embark on this journey with me. This journey to be the parents that will raise a generation of God-fearing, conscious thinkers. Once again, thank you so much for pressing play. I will talk to you guys soon on my next podcast. Stay tuned for another interview coming your way really soon. Wishing you love and light. God bless.